Welcome to the F and Alchemy podcast, a safe space for each other and you, our fellow alchemists, created through authentic vulnerability, respect, honesty, and trust. By working through our day-to-day experiences together and being transparent and relatable, we invite you to take comfort in where you currently are in your journey, knowing you are exactly where you're meant to be, you are seen, and you are never alone. Hi, I'm Kate, claircognizant woo goddess of Violet Feather Alchemy, bringing you downloads from the spiritual world. And I'm Amy, audacious empowerment queen of Ethan Creative, daring you to unleash your creatrix. This is the Ethan Alchemy Podcast, where vulnerable synergy begets Ethan magic. Episode 9. Girl, put your compassion on. On this episode, we're going to discuss how self-compassion can help us through grief. Let's make some magic. Hey there, alchemists. On our last episode, it was pretty potent for me in being able to share my story and talk about the deep, dark depths of hell (laughs) for me, basically. And I just wanted to start today's episode by taking a moment to express my gratitude to Kate for holding the space for that to be able to come through and for this container and this channel of being able to express that. So thank you. Of course. For holding that with gentle hands and creating the space and witnessing that that uh that release. And I think today what I want to discuss with you is once you experience something like that and you let it out, you know, the underlying feelings that come along with that of one feeling extremely vulnerable and very exposed (laughs) kind of, you know, again, ripping off the clothes, but also how to hold myself through that and treating myself with compassion and love and forgiveness and not only the experience itself, but, and, and also like acknowledging the courage to share that and being gentle with myself through that expression. Yeah, definitely all of those things are valid. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. Like the self-compassion piece of that is really important because I think a common experience when we share something like that, or even on a very, a much lesser level, like even if we were like overshared at a party or, you know, maybe, maybe we had a little bit too much to drink and, you know, information kind of got out. Like whatever. I had nothing to drink. You had, no, you had nothing to drink. <laughs> and that and, came flying out. No. And that, and that's not, that's not what I'm I was saying. Teasing. That's why I said on a much lighter, lesser yeah, scale. I'm so, teasing. 
But no matter what it is, whenever you feel exposed or raw like that, practicing self-compassion is really, really important because we are the ones beating ourselves up more than anybody at the party, more than any other person who may have have experienced the situation with you or any other witness that you may or may not have been aware of. And us beating ourselves up when we're already in a state of being raw is much more potent because you're so much more susceptible to that negative energy that you are imposing on yourself. So it's how do we hold ourselves with kid gloves in a situation like that? How do we be gentle with ourselves? How do we provide ourselves the grace and the comfort of love and support that we would provide for anybody else? And that can sometimes be really, really challenging to do. Yeah. For me, the first thing that always comes to mind with like self-compassion and, and just even, you know, self-care is, is rest, especially reliving like really intense emotions and, and traumas and things like that. Like it's so energetically charged that it leaves me feeling super drained afterwards. And to be gentle with myself means just like taking some rest, not necessarily even just sleeping, but maybe just slowing down, sitting down, yeah, putting off things that aren't super important that can wait and some of the mundane things, but even kind of shutting off work or things like that, like just taking the time for myself to almost be in a void, but like a nice void, <laughs> like like a pleasant void, not like a deep, dark void, but just kind of getting to a, a place of neutrality. And that allows me just to kind of observe more simple things. And then that starts to refill my cup again. So even like I love to ride my bike and I love to take a walk even or whatever. But, you know, sometimes when I'm, when I'm doing those types of like physical activity, like it's, it's to process like a lot. So I, I come at it with like a very, um, charged point of view that I'm, you know, I'm going to go ride my bike and ride like 10 miles and hit the trails and like, <laughs> you know, maybe run into a tree or I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm just going to, you know, go for it. Or even, you know, a long time ago when I used to run, I was like, all right, I'm going to go for like a eight mile run and, <laughs> you know, like uphill both ways. Um, and I would come back and be like, ah, like I feel like I got it out, you know, but in those moments, it's, it's more of like, just take a nice easy ride or take a nice slow walk and like, look at the trees, look at a bird, look at a squirrel, you know, see a leaf falling on the ground. Um, you know, what is the sound of acorns crunching my shoes sound like the panting of my dog, like the, the, you know, the jingle of his collar on the leash, like just little tiny things that I've gone through this really intense portal, basically. I've come out the other side and it's all kind of like still and quiet if I allow it to be. If I go right back and jump into life and I'm like, okay, let's do all the things. Let's get back on my email and do some work and then, you know, hang out with my kids and, and be cooking the dinner or try to exercise or, you know, like just kind of going back into like, operation mode, I'm even like 10 times more depleted. Like I can't even attack those things with any energy 
because I just need that moment of like stillness to to like recoup and re re-energize and and like grounding comes in comes to mind, you know, like just putting your feet on the earth or like hugging a tree or whatever. Sounds so silly, but like you're pulling energy from source because your your battery is completely depleted. Yeah. And I think you touched on a very important distinction with rest. And that is rest is actually being present. It's not further distraction. So like when you were talking about how sometimes you used to like ride your bike 10 miles or go for a run, you know, you added the juxtaposition of going for a walk and then actually noticing and actually being present and hearing the jingle of the dog tag or seeing the leaf fall. It's the importance of being present in rest is super important because otherwise, like you pointed out, you're just going to keep burning off more energy that isn't there to burn off. And the only way to stop is to be present in the stop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And everything feels so much more vibrant. And I think it also, it comes back to gratitude and it comes back to being an observer. And like once all that shit has passed, then I'm able to like come back and be like, Oh, there is joy in the fact that the sun is up today. Yeah. Because where otherwise I'm like, whatever, like, okay, another day, here we go, you know? But in those moments, like you're able to see see things from a much simpler, gentler perspective. And that's a good reminder that, yeah, whatever happened, like, sucked tremendously. Like, it sucked so fucking hard. Or that is happening. Like, yes, it fucking sucks. However, sun's still shining. Mm-hmm. There's air to be breathed. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, ground underfoot. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Go back to the basics. <laughs> Appreciate the basics of yeah. what is here. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's such a powerful practice. It's so simple. And usually the simplest things are the most powerful, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like you touched on it in the beginning, but it's almost that facet or that wounded version of yourself. Like it needs the compassion the most. Your true self is like, yeah, sun shining, like everything's groovy. You're good to go. But that wounded self, part of you it needs so much like love and attention to know that it's okay. And so I think it's important in the aftermath of all of it, it's important to, to hold that wounded part of yourself with the utmost fucking care because that's not who you truly are. That's not your true self. And I think the forgiveness part of that comes into play with you forgiving the fact that your wounded self had to kind of take over. And wasn't able to be protected, like kind of had to to lead the charge and, and go through the shit show and came out for a reason to protect your true self. And that may be a super ambiguous concept, but like, you know, it goes back to like the golden Buddha statue, right? Like underneath, like you're just kind of this golden being of existence and for whatever reason, whenever something traumatic happens to you, you kind of build up these walls, you build up these layers of of protection 
in different facets of yourself. So whether that's you needed to get super fucking angry to protect yourself or you needed to overcompensate to protect yourself or you needed to go into bitch mode to protect yourself or you needed to be super fucking depressed to to, to protect yourself. Like whatever that that aspect of your of your personality or I don't even know if it's personality, but like parts of your, you know, fragmented self had to step in and take over and it got you through that event. Like, you know, thinking, okay, your true self's not able to like fucking handle this because this is going to be really (laughs) fucked up, right? Like, let me just like hold down the fort while we go through this and then you're, you know, and then we'll talk later. But like, I'm going to take over. I'm going to lead the fucking charge and I'm going to get us through this to protect you. Once it fucking passes, that part of yourself just continues to to be in charge and it doesn't necessarily like shut down or stop or, you know, go have a snack and chill out after. I was just about to say, yeah. when are we going to go give that a snack? It's, it's coming. It's going to get like a fucking like, <laughs> you know, cookie company, 16 inch cookie with double aired, whatever. Um, happy birthday. <laughs> like, um yeah, like that that part of yourself, it doesn't know when that like you've got it again. <laughs> and so yeah. it just wants to keep like running the show and running the show. But it clearly is not fucking equipped to like run your entire life, right? Like it was meant for that one part in that one section in that one moment, whatever. And then once that passes, like you need to tell it to kind of go have a seat. Like go have a seat. I'm back. I got this. Like it's cool. I'm going to work through it. We're going to figure it out. Because that part of yourself is not equipped to to manage your life. And that's when shit starts going sideways even further than the traumatic event that happened. It's like like in the aftermath that that continues to happen. So you can stay in a state of anger. You can stay in a state of depression. You can stay in a state of worry or anxiety or any of those lower levels of existence like shame or whatever because that part of yourself is still trying to run the show. It's the very hungry toddler that needs a snack that's still trying to drive the adult body. Yes. Is basically what's happening there. Yeah. And this actually is where intuition can come into a lot of use here with regards to self-compassion. And also, you know, the physical awareness can play into this as well because in our attempts to help ourselves sometimes, I think we can overthink what we need or we can try to pinpoint too far, oh, well, what piece of me needs this or what da, 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 what needs that? But really, if you just take a moment and focus on, use your physical intelligence and focus on, hey, where do I feel this in my body? Like, what sensations am I feeling? Am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I, am I feeling super energized? Like, that will intuitively tell you how how to best take care of yourself. You know, if you're feeling super hungry, well, go get a bag of torchies and eat all of the tacos and eat all of the queso. Like, go eat that and have the grace and compassion with yourself to be like, well, maybe this isn't something I would normally feed myself, but my body is craving the comfort of that at this point in time. 
and allow yourself the grace to allow yourself to take care of yourself, how your body is asking for it. Our bodies don't run by logic. They run by nature. And listening to that and being in tune with what is being shown to you, like if you feel just exhausted after processing an event, it takes a lot of energy to do that. And if you feel tired afterwards, go lay your ass down. Like if you, you know, if you don't tend to take naps, like I don't, at least go sit down or go oh, lay I love down. Naps. <laughs> I love me a nap, man. You know, but still calm, put your body in a calm state where it's not having to be active, right? Allow yeah. it to sit, allow it to lay down. And even if you're not going to sleep, at least allow the physical body the rest that it's asking for. So that's where intuition can really come in a good play with this is just just tune in and listen to the physical sensations in your body and listen to what is being shown to you and then do that. Yeah. And that goes back, you know, that's physical intelligence, right? Like what is needing to be released from your body in this, this moment, TMI or not, totally got my period right after that. Yeah. And that came, and I'm like Johnny on the spot, dude, like every 28 days, lasts for four days, and then we're good, like all the time. And this time was at least like four days early, I think, which is fucking crazy Yeah, for me, like for me and my body, like that's crazy. Your body needed to release that. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Notice that that sensation in my sacral was now it's it's muddied with like cramps and having my period and my uterus being like a fucking basketball. But like, <laughs> but you, you know, you did say to me earlier that you did feel yeah, lighter. You but did I did feel better I after felt, having that having that release. Yeah, yeah, I do, and that's that's wild to me too because like while there's still you know pressure associated with like menstrual cramps and things like that, that blockage is not as present. Yeah. I I don't feel like it's totally like snap your fingers like it's gone, right? But I'd say 90% of that blockage that I was feeling was released. That's amazing. And sometimes it really goes to show if you can open up and and be vulnerable and share, it may not even necessarily be the thing that's blocking. It's it's your previous inability to open up and share something that's that's causing the energetic blockage in your body, which mm-hmm. is a whole another interesting thing to rabbit hole to go down. But just by you taking that step, you moved so much for yourself. It's yeah. it's truly it, it's so amazing and it was so beautiful and I'm so happy you had the courage to to do that because you're you're healing now because of that. And that's that's why we're here. That's that's a really beautiful amazing experience and it's that's why we're here. Yeah. And my period is like get out. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just the backup. It's just providing the yeah. extra services to just really like, really just push everything in case, out of there. But yeah. like, here we go. Yeah. Um, which I'm grateful for. You know, like, all right, cool, whatever. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's been good, and I feel lighter. And the 
this is like a total stupid random thing, but did you notice yesterday that I was wearing all blue? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do I normally wear, Kate? All black. What are you wearing today? All black. <laughs> what am I wearing? Half blue, half black. Half, yeah, you're you're black and blue today. <laughs> but yesterday, it's like head to toe in blue. So I love shit like that. Like I like I don't care if it doesn't mean anything. Like to me, it means shit. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like oh, the synchronicity of things like that. If you just stop and pay attention to it, like. It's pretty cool. It wasn't intentional either. Like, no, at all. of course it's like, not. You know, synchronicity is was... is naturally occurring. Like, I I wouldn't expect it to have been intentional. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun. I thought about that this morning when I was getting dressed. I was like, I was wearing all blue yesterday, and that's when I just like let it rip. <laughs> Thank you, throat chakra. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Well, my my celestite here, of course, that oh, I have yeah. sitting next to us, also you know helps with that. So yes, it does. <laughs> and it's Throat chakra. and it's very big. It's like the size of a fucking softball. Yeah, it's big. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> so yeah, I and I can even tell, like, my demeanor is different. Um, like, I feel lighter. I feel, I don't know, hopeful again. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Things just look like, oh, all right, here we go. I'm, like, I'm back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm back and I'm calm and I'm collected and, you know, confident and curious and all those things. And and I'm not in the, like, depths of hell. Yeah. I mean, Which you, I'll return to, I'm sure. Like, it's not like I'm <laughs> never going to go back and be like, hello, hi, everyone. Um, but today, again, being present in this moment, I'm not there. Yeah. And that feels good. Yeah. So how can you continue to exercise self-compassion? Because today might be a good day, but what about the next day? Like you're saying, yeah. or somewhere down the road. <laughs> Where you're not doing so great, what can you, what can you do to navigate that? Where you can treat yourself with compassion and and love and like you would treat your babies, like you know, mm-hmm. give that same love to yourself. Do you want me to answer that, or are you just making me think about it? Well, I mean, we are on a podcast. I think you should answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be back. I'm just gonna go contemplate that real quick. Uh, more and yeah. more asking like, how yeah. can you keep that yeah. momentum of self compassion sure. moving forward, even when things get difficult again? Because yeah. right now it's easy because you're feeling light. Not easy. It's easier. I think because you're feeling light and clear, and like you've been able to release stuff, and so. A lot of times that makes it easier to, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and be soft and compassionate myself. But like we talked, we've previously talked about the closing of the loop when the pattern Mm -hmm. starts getting closer and closer. How do you, when things start to close in on you, how do you exercise self-compassion so they can once again be expansive? I think it's always a lesson in awareness. So remaining aware first and foremost being tuned in, 
being cognizant of my energy levels and going forward how to maintain it. I mean, I'm doing my best, Kate. Uh, You're doing a really good job. (laughs) No, but like maintaining it in the sense of I need to take care of me first. Yeah, that's super important. And it's a huge reminder of that. And the other flip side of that is I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I tend to overcomplicate things quite a bit. You don't say. And (laughs) no, not Amy. Remaining in that simplistic state is key for me. When I'm reminded of that and I can just start my day with, you know, a meditation or speaking whatever, you know, words I want my day to be like and reminding myself of that throughout the day, but keeping, I don't know, I just feel like keeping life simple. Like that's the biggest reminder to me. Staying present with yourself is the main focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's super powerful. Well, thank you again for, again, sharing your experience and then for your thoughts today on self-compassion and how you've used those tools to be able to support yourself when difficult things come up for you. No, no. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, though, like, thank you, because that was... That was a lot, and that was heavy, and that was, you know, some of it's ugly, and some of it's scary, and not pleasant, and as I said in the beginning, like, I'm grateful for you to be able to hold that, and hold the space for it, and to let me get it out, and I'm grateful for this platform to be able to put it out there and share that if it resonates with anyone, or if it helps anyone, or if they relate to it or find comfort in knowing that someone else has gone through something similar or is putting it out there as uncomfortable as it is, holy fuck. Yeah. So uncomfortable. (laughs) But like, but I'm still alive. (laughs) But did you die? No, I didn't die. No, you you survived. (laughs) So, alchemists, can any of you relate to Amy's journey? If so, please let us know. Join us next time for our season finale, where we talk about showing up authentically and trusting where that can lead us. Until then, stay effing magical. Ready to create more magic? For additional episodes and insights, go to effinalchemy.com, E-F-F-I-N-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com.